You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Well, welcome, 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 and hello to a, uh, well, here at least in Southern California, a magnificent day, and you are here with Dr. Jeff Werber here on Pet Life Radio, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and we're here for you, and it's free, just a little bit of your time, call me in, answer questions, I'll answer questions, you can either send me a quick little text to drjeff at petliferadio.com, you can click online, and where it says click here to join the conversation, just go online to petliferadio.com, and go click on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and you will be in our page, or better yet, give us a call live at 877-385-8882. And we will be here to help you out with your pets, answer questions, whatever it may be. And of course, I'm here with the help of our sponsors, ProSense Pet Products, Kong Toys, and our big retailers like Walmart and Target, who carry a full selection of our ProSense Pet Products. By the way, if you call in a question, if you send me an email, if you join the conversation and I answer your question, which of course I'd love to do, uh, we will send you out free ProSense product and a free Kong toy. You can't lose. So go ahead. Don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Give us the call, 877-385-8882. And um, next week, we're, I'm, actually, I'm heading to speak at the Central Veterinary Conference. I will be in Washington, D.C. Pretty excited about that. And I also wanted to talk about something, and it's been, you know, it's been on my list of things to talk about. And the more I learn about it, and again, the important thing for us as veterinarians is we're, we never know too much that we should stop learning. And as clients come in, and I, and I have a big full-time practice uh, out here in Los Angeles, and I find myself having to explain this so much that I realize I'm sure this is not just my clients, but I'm sure that this is other clients as well. And the issue is dentistry. And we are going to talk for a second. I, we have a caller. Of course, I want to take that call. But when, as soon as we're done here, we are going to talk about teeth cleaning, groomers who do dentistry, all these things. And we are going to set the record straight so you are well equipped to make sure your pet's teeth stay in tip-top shape and their mouths and organs, very important, stay healthy. So before we get to that, we have a caller on the line. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, I think I called at the perfect time. I have you a question. You certainly did. Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. Who am I talking to? Let's get that straight. Oh, this is Lisa in Ohio. Hi, Lisa. Ohio. Ohio. And do you have a dog or a cat or both? Oh, both. Yeah, both. Okay. And what are we, both. you have a question I, about teeth. You couldn't have called at a better time. Yeah. So what's your question? Well, the teeth question is this. I don't think wet dog food is so good for the dog's teeth, but my husband thinks they must have wet dog food. So I'd like to know what your thought is on that because, you know, and then the second thing is I noticed some tartar on my dog's teeth, but Uh she's almost not, I'm a little nervous to take them to the dentist. Okay. The doggy dentist, you know, that they have to go put under, you know? Right. So, you know, the hard tartar, that kind of almost, it's like, it's such a, like a hard shell on on some of the teeth. 
Right. All right. So uh, actually, these are perfect. I'm so glad, Lisa, that you called because these are some of the things I wanted to cover anyway. So let's first talk about the wet versus dry dog food. It's very interesting because we've all been taught that we should be feeding our dogs, especially dry dog food, because the crunch and they chew and all these good things happen when they eat the dry food. And it is going to curb the amount of plaque and tartar buildup. And I can't deny there is some truth to that. But here's what I find very, very interesting. And that is the following. That if you look at a dog's mouth, and if you take, for example, your dog who's accumulating the tartar, and you look at the different groupings of the teeth. Now, certainly in the front, you have the incisors. Incisors are for cutting. And clearly, our domesticated dogs don't have to do a lot of cutting of their food to eat. Then we have the four canines. Those are the big fangs. And those are, again, historically for tearing. And again, our domesticated dogs don't really need to do a lot of tearing to get to their food. So what do they do? We feed them foods that they chew. And the sets of teeth that do the chewing the most are going to be the premolars and the molars. What I find so interesting is if you look at a dog's mouth and where they accumulate the most tartar and the plaque, it's interestingly at those teeth of course, that they're using to chew with, which are the premolars and the molars. And of course, the dry food we're feeding them should, by definition, which is what we've all told you, is to start keeping away, preventing some of this tartar from building up because of all the abrasive action of the chewing. But when you look at the teeth, which teeth accumulate the most tartar by far? It's the premolars and molars. So that's sort of counterintuitive. So one can argue that, well, the reason why they're accumulating the most is they're being used the most, and they are actually touching the surface of the food the most, and therefore, those are the ones that are getting the tartar. But the argument against that would be, wait a second, if we're feeding dry food, which is supposed to break away and stop this tartar from building up, why are they getting tartar on those teeth? So the answer is, I think this is, you know, if you could do your own home study, and that is you feed your dog dry food, like apparently you have been feeding dry food, and feed, you do a teeth cleaning, and we're going to get to that in a minute. And then for the next couple of months, year, six months, whatever, feed canned food and truly see, does your dog truly accumulate even more plaque or tartar than it did when he was eating the dry food? So I'm a big fan of dry food for a number of reasons. A, it's easier to store. It's usually more cost effective. I find my dogs actually like crunching and and chewing on food. Now, there are some really good dry foods out there that are tartar control diets that the actual dry food kibble is manufactured, made to abrade off the tartar, to actually kick it off because it's very hard. They're very hard, crunchy foods. They kind of break apart like car glass, where instead of shattering and going all all over the place, it just breaks into each time they bite, the pieces get smaller and smaller, but they stay right there. So then by the time they get really small, it is like sandpaper on the surface of the tooth, helping to cut away or to remove a lot of that plaque buildup. Now, what is tartar basically starts as plaque. Plaque is a film. And then the saliva and the bacteria of the mouth work on this plaque, work on this film. And with the mineralization, it it actually hardens and starts to adhere to the surface of the tooth. And we call that tartar or calculus. Once it's on that surface of the tooth, it's going to be very difficult to remove. Even the best toothbrusher out there will not be able to remove the tartar. It's going to need professional cleaning. Whereas if in in the form of plaque, where it's still that film, then that with good brushing, good oral hygiene can be removed. 
And if it is removed, hopefully uh, there will be nothing to work on it as far as the bacteria in the mouth and the, the saliva with the minerals to harden it into non-removable tartar or calculus. So there's really no winner to the argument. I think that I, I like the dry food better. However, if your dog seems to like canned food, there's nothing wrong with adding some wet food to the diet. Just keep an eye on the fact. What about a mix of the two? Yeah, I, I think it's great. Absolutely. I do that with my little dogs. I have five dogs. I have three big ones, two Labradors and a Labradoodle. And I have two little ones. I have two French Bulldogs. And the Frenchies get a mixture of dry and canned. And they're happy as can be. So I have no problem with that to do a little mix. Now, let's talk about the cleaning. This is kind of what I wanted to get to. The, as you've already learned, I'm sure, Lisa, because this is the, one of the reasons you called, is that the industry, the experts recommend full anesthesia to do a teeth cleaning. And I often fought that, and I still do to a degree, and I have my alternative. But I will tell you that in many municipalities, many states, it is actually now against the Veterinary Practice Act, which makes it against the law for a non-veterinarian or a non-veterinary staff person under the direct supervision of a veterinarian to touch a metallic instrument to the surface of a pet's tooth. If they do so, that is being considered practicing veterinary medicine without a license. They can brush the teeth, they can wipe the teeth with a cloth or with a little rubber finger brush, but they may not actually scrape tartar away from the teeth in fear of violating the law of practicing veterinary medicine without a license. So sometimes there, if this anesthesia-free groomer is, comes into a vet's office once a week or whatever, and, and the veterinarian's right there, that is acceptable. Now, what no, this would be for out of vet's office, and they always okay. require a blood test to make sure the dog's sure. okay. A- he's absolutely. He's going to be nine, so I'm just worried well, that the he's blood test a is for, but, Yeah, so you know, that's one of the reasons to do the blood test is because the blood test will let us know that, yes, the dog is healthy. But I will tell you this, for all of you out there listening and, and are under the false impression by looking at your pet's teeth after a cleaning from a groomer or a non-veterinary, quote-unquote, dentist who's not really a veterinarian, let me share this study with you. This was done by a board-certified veterinary dentist, and it was a several-year study. And, and what he did is he followed, monitored a number, a fairly large number of dogs that were going to these groomering locations for their teeth cleaning. And he contacted these owners, and on his dime, he asked them to come to his office for pre-cleaning pictures, and then to come back to his office afterwards for post-cleaning pictures. Well, he, and this was all on on his dime. It cost the owner nothing. He followed two groups of dogs. One group that had their regular dental cleanings from a veterinarian with anesthesia. And the other group that was going to these, whatever, these non-anesthesia dentists or teeth cleaners. And after the course of several years, what he was doing, he was not only taking post-cleaning pictures, he was also taking post-cleaning radiographs, oral films. And following these dogs for, it was either three or four years. And after the three or four years, the group that was done without any kind of sedation, the bone destruction at the root of these teeth was dramatic. Why? Because when you have a dog, I don't care if this is the best dog on the planet, if he is a, an awake dog and you take that tartar scraper or you take that, that ultrasonic scaler and you try to get below deep into the gum sockets where it's going to bleed, it's going to cause discomfort, it's going to cause pain, and expect that dog to sit still through it all, you are kidding yourselves. It is not going to happen. So consequently, though the surface 
of these teeth looked fantastic, what was going on under the gum line, part that you can't see, the part that they could not really clean well and they couldn't access in an awake dog, really led to major, major oral and health problems. So the bottom line is, it is unacceptable. Now, what some of us do, there are some agents out there that kind of put the dog or the cat even into what's called a, like a twilight sleep, almost like a person who goes to the dentist, has major, major nervous issues at a dentist, as many people do, and the d- dentist uses nitrous oxide gas, otherwise known as laughing gas, where the dentist can pretty much do everything he needs to do, and the patient is sitting there. They may know what's going on. They may not, but they just don't care. And with under this type of sedation, these animals are still, you can intubate them, which means you need to put a tube down the throat to protect the lungs from the mist that is going to be created by doing all this cleaning because we don't want to inhale all these oral bacteria that are going to be aerosolized from the instruments that we use to clean the teeth. So you need to intubate. You like to deliver some form of oxygen, even if it's not going to be with an anesthetic gas. And they're hooked up to monitoring equipment. So we're monitoring their blood pressure, monitoring their heart rate, their respiration rate. So these are all important things to do, even if they're not going to be 100% completely fully anesthetized. They're going to be fairly heavily sedated. Now, Quick question. Sure. I'm getting about to go into an area where my phone's going to okay. put off. So basically, if they do the blood test and the dog is healthy enough then to be put under, obviously, and it's done at a vet's office and it's been done there before, and I, I have very good confidence in my vet. So then right. it would be safe, even though he's going to be almost nine. Right. Absolutely. As I said, the point is when we do this, we have them hooked up to obviously anesthesia. They have oxygen, they have an IV catheter in. So if there's any problem, we have already have a direct access to a vein and they're being hooked up to the monitoring equipment. So everything is fine. So if there's any kind of like extensive work that needs to be done to the teeth or the gums, then clearly they need to be anesthetized. If it's just a fairly routine cleaning, the amount of plaque or tartar isn't that bad, then I would recommend maybe some sort of lighter type of anesthesia like a twilight sleep. But you need to use something or else you are doing these dogs a disservice under the guise that the teeth are going to look great afterwards, whichever way you go. So you really want to be very, very, very careful. All right. All right. I'll make the appointment. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Take Thanks. care, Lisa. Love Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Call back and uh, mark, Thanks, mark your Jeff. information, and we'll send you out a, uh, a ProSense product and a great Kong toy, which, by the way, are great for pet's teeth. Okay? Okay. Wonderful. Thank Good. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And it is that time for us to take our quick break we're going to do, so don't go away. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and I am your host, Dr. Jeff Werber, and we'll be back in just a minute. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. 
toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Hi, I'm Lisa Smith Putnam, the host of the new and exciting show, Your Pets, My Dogs, here on Pet Life Radio. Your Pets, My Dogs will feature celebrity interviews, we'll talk to everyday pet owners, and more. Listen, I am here to entertain you each and every week, right here on Pet Life Radio. Again, that's Your Pets, My Dogs. I'm your host, Lisa Smith Putnam. Your Pets, My Dogs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back to SFS Dr. Jeff. I'm Dr. Jeff Werber, your host. Here on Pet Life Radio, and uh, we just had a thing called Lisa, and it was actually very timely. So you could not have uh, picked a better time to call and ask about teeth. And uh, for those of you that have missed part of the call, we're just talking about the importance of having a veterinarian or a, a veterinary staff member do your pet's dentistries. Do not, I repeat, do not rely on these groomers that say that they can clean teeth. These non-anesthetic dentistries that you are doing your pet a disservice. Yes, the teeth look great afterwards. And in a pinch, it might be fine. If you're going to frequent the dentist or your veterinarian for teeth cleaning, maybe twice a year. And one of those times you want to do it at this groomer, maybe that's okay. But don't think for a second that for long-term multiple cleanings, you're doing your pet a service and saving yourselves money and your pet stress and trauma by not having to have them anesthetized because in the long haul, it's going to be hurting your dog and it's going to come up against you. I mean, the best alternative would be some sort of really, really good, more mild sedation. And that would be kind of my recommendation, if anything, is to do that. In fact, that's Traditionally, that's what we do at our hospital is when we have teeth that we know are not going to need any extractions, that we know are going to, there's no major gum work, and we have clients that are very compliant and they come in regularly, then we can do this kind of a twilight sleep. And the beauty of that as well is that if in the process of doing our cleaning, We already have a catheter in place. We already have the dog intubated, which means they have an endotracheal tube in their their, down their trachea. 
A, as an airway device to make sure we have a good airway, and B, to prevent any of the aerosolization of the debris, the bacteria in the mouth from being inhaled into the lungs, that if there's a, something that changes, if we see, oh my God, this tooth looked pretty good, but now that we're getting into it, it's rotten and the gums are bad, we need to actually provide some true anesthesia. Everything is in place. All we have to do is turn on the gas. And for some reason, people are so afraid of general anesthesia. And I mean, not to say that mistakes or problems can never happen or weird reactions can never happen, but they are really, really rare. And typically when we use the general anesthetics, especially the newer ones like isofluorine, sevoflurane, they are really, really safe. And fortunately, very few of us have any kind of problems. And we take during the procedure, before the procedure are so great that there really isn't reason to, to be afraid. You are actually should be more afraid of the ramifications of not having a thorough, professional, accurate teeth cleaning done than the fear of the risk, very low risk of certain anesthetic procedures. You know, when you, again, most of us are going to want some sort of blood work done before anesthesia. If you have a very fairly young, healthy pet, the blood work need not be extensive and therefore not expensive either. And of course, if an older dog, well, you want to have some accurate current blood work because you want to know what's going on. You want to know how your dog is doing as far as liver and kidneys and pancreas and all these good things. So it's really not the end of the world. Now, That brings me to another point. And I I know I'm speaking for, I'd love to say all of my colleagues. I obviously can't, without knowing them all, I can't say this for sure. But I would say the vast majority of veterinarians out there don't gain pleasure out of pulling teeth, which means that when we have to pull a tooth, there is good reason. Either because the tooth is very loose and rotting, either because the oral, the dental x-rays show a major degree of bone destruction. And again, I want to, it's something you're aware of because when you understand the process and then you hear from your veterinarian, it will actually help you more deal with realities. Here's a reality. When plaque and tartar, or I should say first plaque and then tartar or calculus builds up on a tooth surface, as you all know, it is three-dimensional. It takes up space. What you see on the surface of the tooth is actually also accumulating above or under the gum line, which means that in that socket, that bone socket, there is plaque firstly and then ultimately hardening to tartar that is filling the space, little space at first, between the bone and the tooth, between the root. When you now go in for a thorough cleaning that removes all of this tartar and this calculus, you can now clearly see that, that that which was taking up space, almost acting like a cement, is no longer there. So now the tooth is going to start rocking and rolling. So when you're in the office with your veterinarian and you're going over the teeth and he lifts up the lip and he's feeling the teeth and maybe you know touching a little probe and the tooth seems totally solid and you leave the office that day leaving your pet for the dentistry and you're thinking, oh, that's great because my dog's teeth are all solid in the bone. And all of a sudden you get a call in the middle of the procedure saying, you know what? We need to pull three teeth. What do you mean you need to pull three teeth? You showed me they were all great. It's because when you get all of that debris cleared away, now nothing is there to take that space between the root of the tooth or the surface of the enamel, okay, and the bone or the socket or the gum. And now all of a sudden, these what were two, three hours ago, firmly rooted, seated teeth in the bone are now rocking and rolling loose. And that is just a recipe for major infection. So 
Just know that your doctor, your veterinarian is not pulling teeth because he or she likes to. They're not doing it because they want to rack up the bill. Trust me. When it's being done, when it's being recommended, it's because there is no better alternative. And another thing you might want to know, and if you don't already, there are, and this is just for your own knowledge and maybe something you can speak with a veterinarian about, there are veterinary dentists out there. These are veterinarians that went to four years of veterinary school. They then did a, an internship and a residency in veterinary dentistry, which covers all aspects of orthodonture and periodontal and endodontics, and they do root canals, and they do pulpotomies, and they do orthopedic procedures, and they'll fit with braces and bite plates and you name it. They shave down teeth if need be, dogs that are like aggressive dogs that are, do a lot of biting. Whatever it is, they are experts in teeth. So if there's any time that you are a little bit reticent or a little nervous about your own general practitioner recommending something and you really want to know, well, G-Doc, is there, you know, can I see an expert? Yes, veterinary expert dentists do exist. So just, uh, you can look them up online in your area and they'll be board certified by the American Academy of Veterinary Dentistry or the American College of Veterinary Dentistry. And these are board certified dental specialists that you could see if you have any really major issues with your pet's mouths, teeth, etc. Anyway, it is that time. So I want to thank Lisa, our caller, any of you if, you, if you want to talk more about this or anything, go ahead and send me a little note to Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com. Uh, join us on Thursdays at 877-385-8882. Come online to Pet Life Radio. Click on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and you can join in on the conversation. Of course, any of you that do so, we will send you out a ProSense and a Kong product for free just for participating in our show. So looking forward to seeing you in two weeks. And uh, again, you can always reach me at Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for being here. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.